Welcome back to another Stand on Guard. I'm your host, David Creighton, and you've got the Creighton's Right channel here. Thanks for tuning in again today. It's been a very busy three days ever since the revelation that a former Waffen-SS Nazi soldier was invited to attend the speech by Ukrainian President Zelensky last Friday in Parliament, was invited to sit in the gallery, was invited to stand up and take a standing ovation after the Speaker of the House said he was a Canadian hero. Well, that Speaker, Member of Parliament Anthony Rota from the North Bay area, resigned today. Now, it's the first time I can remember a Speaker resigning. I'm trying to find out right now, actually, as we speak, whether or not he's the first Speaker ever to resign under a cloud like this. It might have been a Speaker resigned because of health reasons in the past, but I cannot think of a scandal ever hitting the Speaker's office in Canada. Could be, but this is very, very earth-shaking news that Rhoda uh, resigned. Let's, let's have a look at some of the uh, the clips that came out of this. This is at the beginning of question period today, if those of you are watching. I rise to inform members of my resignation as Speaker of the House of Commons. It has been my greatest honour as a parliamentarian to have been elected by you, my peers, to serve as the Speaker of the House of Commons for the 43rd and 44th Parliament. I have acted as your humble servant of this House, carrying out the important responsibilities of this position to the very best of my abilities. So, I don't know if it was expected today. I predicted earlier today that I thought Rhoda would be gone by the end of the week, largely because of caucus pressure. I think there was definitely a lot of pressure from the Liberal caucus that he go, that he be the sacrificial lamb and all of this. I don't believe nobody else knew about this. I think... They probably trusted Rhoda to do the right thing. He completely did not do the right thing. And I don't know if it's because of his just basic ignorance, if he acted like an imbecile, or he was clearly incompetent. It's, it could have been a combination of all three things. And But I think the system trusted him to do the right thing, and he failed on all fronts. But I do think Justin Trudeau was aware of it. He had to be aware of it because he's the prime minister. If he wasn't aware of it, he had to fault him for that too. But this has been an international embarrassment. And Conservative leader Pierre Polyev in the House today during question period made the comment, well, has there been a mo more embarrassing diplomatic situation in the history of Canada? And this has garnered world press. Now, let me, let's have a look at what's happening in India, where Trudeau, of course, is not very popular. Mr. Speaker, Canadians are sick and tired of a prime minister who never takes responsibilities That's for right. the things that happen, happen under his watch, whether it's the record high inflation or interest rates or the doubling of housing costs or the constant international embarrassments. He always finds someone else to throw under the bus. Are you that person? 
I'm going to pause it there because Trudeau was apt, and we'll hear him say in a few minutes how everything about this dramatic and awesome failure by the Trudeau government is just nothing but Russian disinformation. Don't listen to it. Don't dwell on this. Don't ask any questions. Well, here we have a Russian official saying, shame on Canada for not just being sloppy, but obviously there's something wrong with your school system when people can't remember that Canada was an ally of Russia during the Second World War. We would not have won the Second World War against Germany, at least, without the Russians. 80% of Germany's army was in the Soviet Union fighting that war. The, latter, the other 20% was on the Western Front. So Russia did the most to beat Germany in the Second World War. We were on their side against the Germans. In case you didn't, you didn't hear that in school, Canada was with Russia, United States, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and other democratic nations who were fighting Nazism. It's true the Soviet Union was not a democratic nation, but they were an ally. We made a decision that it was more important to eliminate Hitler and the Japanese in the East. And that's what we did. And we fought with Russia and they fought valiantly. Individual Russian men and women, lots of women in their army, fought valiantly against the Nazis. And the Nazis waged a ruthless war of extermination against Russia, considering them subhuman. So if we think we've always been at war with Russia, and God forbid if we're at war with Russia now, and we are not at war with Russia, we have never actually been at war with Russia, even during the Cold War. We were never actually at war with Russia. This is how insane people have become, thinking that there's been this perpetual war against Russia. So, you know, he makes this comment, and it's very true. The school system's failing. Obviously, we have a, we had a speaker who didn't know that. But this is the Hindustani Times taking a very critical look at this situation. It's gonna and I'll get to this in a minute. As I said, if you take a very critical look at this situation, Justin Trudeau thinks you're a victim or you're propagating Russian disinformation. This is how he projects his own inadequacies on everybody else. This is how he distracts. This is how he moves out of the focus. He does it, he does it very well. If there's anything Justin Trudeau does well, it's this. And there's not, there's not much Justin Trudeau is doing very well. But let's watch this. Incredible, incredible statement. It would be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine, uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it. And here's Melanie Jolie. Hinting that perhaps oh, the speaker should uh, What happened on Friday is completely unacceptable. It was an embarrassment to the House and to Canadians. And I think the speaker should listen 
to members of the house and step down. Now, clearly Rhoda was listening to members of the house. And he probably listened to Justin Trudeau. You bet he did. Here's, uh, here's Mr. Rhoda shaking hands with the, the Ukrainian president. Yes, yes. He's very friendly there. And this is even... Uh, but this goes to show you the depth of passion the Trudeau government has to keep the war going in Ukraine. And this is all it's about. Ukraine is not some bastion of democracy, some beacon of hope, some light for the world. It's a corrupt state. And the war is killing Ukraine. They have lost millions of men to this war. Millions are leaving the country to escape the war. They cannot win the war. No matter how many billions of dollars Canada and other NATO countries sink into this bottomless pit of Ukraine. It's going to lose. Reality check, Trudeau and Pierre Polyev. Wake up to this. Ukraine is going to lose. It cannot win this war. It's losing badly. The time is now to have a peace settlement before anybody else dies. Nobody is winning in this war. Russia's not winning anything in this war either. It's losing men and materiel. You know who's winning? The munitions factories, the armaments makers, the military industrial complex that keeps telling you, hey, we got to keep this war going. We got to keep the war in Ukraine going because it's about freedom. It's about keeping freedom alive. It's about preserving NATO. It's about blah, 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 blah. What it's about is NATO pushing itself into a situation exerting undue power and influence to create the necessary conditions for the third world war. That's what NATO is doing. And I served with NATO. I wore a uniform. I was an Air Force officer. I served with NATO in Bosnia. I would not be wanting to serve with NATO right now. It's an organization. It's an alliance without a clear objective, without a purpose anymore, except to sign up more members it signed up nearly everybody in Europe, and the more members that join this club, the greater chance we have of a nuclear confrontation. The greater chance we have of one of those idiot countries deciding to take the future into their hands and attacking Russia, or getting directly involved in the war in Ukraine, or themselves having their borders traversed and then thereby getting all of NATO involved in the conflict. It's insanity. It is insanity. And for Trudeau to drone on about, oh, we have to keep fighting for Ukraine, keeping the war going, he understands nothing about why the war is even going on. It didn't start when Russia invaded Ukraine. It started in 2014 when Ukraine decided to put down Russian elements in the Donbass region. It's when this war started. Anybody who has studied this knows that. The history of this region is utterly complex and very difficult to understand or comprehend. And it's not, you're not going to do it by listening to five minutes of Justin Trudeau's blather. 
because all he's doing is using Ukraine as a distraction from his own inadequacies, his own catastrophic domestic policies. The fact he's driving Canada into the ground. That's what Trudeau is doing here. So this is a very telling picture here. You see how Christia Freeland is so emotional. She just can't get enough of Zelensky. I mean, she's just had her arms around him. And, of course, Christia Freeland's grandfather was a Nazi propagandist, and she denied that for years. But, and of course, Christia Freeland went around with the neo-Nazi symbols of the Azov Regiment. And she, she took all those pictures down from her ministerial website, didn't want to talk about that. That was Russian disinformation, too. And that's something we don't talk about. You know, and I think I made it quite clear in my post-millennial story of yesterday that Trudeau was very much aware of what was happening. And I think Polyev documents this quite well in his in his ex post. And I put it in the story. I've written about five or six articles now for the post-millennial about what's going on. We were the first Canadian outlet. Post-Millennial Canada was the first Canadian outlet to run with this story on Sunday morning. There was a U.S. outlet that beat us, but people were afraid to touch this initially. There was just some murmurings on social media, but we went with it, and I think it's important that we did. I think it's very important that we did, because it is a earth-shaking story. It shows you one way or the other, either the liberal government in Canada is inept and incompetent, or it's deliberately putting Nazis in prominent positions so they can be given a standing ovation because they really don't care ex about anything except keeping the war going in Ukraine. And if that means putting a former Waffen-SS soldier up there who used to be fight who used to fight the Russians in the Second World War as an example of what we should be doing today to keep fighting the Russians, the Trudeau government is prepared to do that, apparently. Well, I say we've got to stop this nonsense before it gets even worse, because we are incrementally moving towards a nuclear cataclysm that will engulf the world. There's no question about that. And as bad and as stupid and as as absolutely embarrassing as this was for Canada, getting involved in a nuclear war is going to be a lot worse. Yeah. And people aren't asking that question, including the leader of the official opposition, who still thinks we got to keep rah, rah, rahing for Ukraine, keep the war going until the end of time, keep pushing and pumping those billions of dollars into the war economy, keep getting on your feet and saying more war, more war. Well, this war is as senseless as a war has ever been. And it's time to end it. It's time to have peace in Ukraine before the whole population dies or leaves the country. It is time to end this war, not to keep it going because NATO says so, because the military industrial complex says, hey, it's a good idea. I'm making a lot of money off this war and I'm not making any money in Afghanistan anymore. So where am I supposed to make the profits? So this has got to stop. This has got to stop. And I'll tell you, the liberals have been so hypocritical about this. So hypocritical. I want to show you something. Just remember how easily the liberals accused 
anybody who disagreed with them, especially the Freedom Convoy people and their supporters. You don't like them, you call them Nazis. And yet, here's a government that invited a Nazi to a speech by a foreign leader. Here's a government that put a Waffen-SS soldier on in the visitor's gallery and gave him a standing ovation. Who's supporting Nazis? Let's watch this to remember how hypocritical liberals are. I want to please ask all colleagues, particularly those in the Conservative Party of Canada, to make sure that we do not politicize this issue. I don't think it helps anybody. Ah. Standing with those who support white supremacy, who support Nazi views. Members of this house who meet with known Nazis who spread uh, misinformation, disinformation, glorify the Holocaust, who speak against uh, uh, anti-Muslim rhetoric. How much vitriol do we have to see of Honk Honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Because no matter how many times you watch that, you're left with the impression that these half-wits, these half-witted MPs who make these completely stupid, ridiculous statements don't have any intelligence. The synapses don't seem to be working very well. Because what an incredibly dumb thing to say. What are they, what are they actually saying here? That Everybody who disagrees with me on the other side is a Nazi because they don't agree with us liberals. And and you get that you get that thing about the anti-Muslim, and yet it's the liberals now who say the Muslims have been taken captive by the far right and the American conservatives and the <laughs> because they oppose the liberal policies of gender ideology and endless pride season. Then, so the liberals now are completely hypocritical of that. Who's coming out with the anti-Muslim statements now? It's the liberals. And the liberals, of course, are the ones who invited a real Nazi instead of these mythical Nazis that were never there during the Freedom Convoy. There are no Nazis there. I mean, there's supposedly a guy flying the Nazi flag on the first day of it. They never found him again. And it had nothing to do with the convoy. He was obviously a plant. It had nothing to do with the convoy. And but Trudeau kept mentioning him, and he talked about the the Freedom Convoy protest like it was a Nuremberg rally with these, you know, these these acres of Nazi flags. And it was just so stupid. But only a a, lead, a leader leader so stupid and so inane and so inept and so pathetic and so pitiful as Justin Trudeau would resort to that kind of rhetoric, because he's hopeless. And he's hopeless because he knew about this. He's responsible for this invitation to a former Waffen-SS soldier coming to Parliament, getting plaudits from the Speaker, being given a standing ovation. Justin Trudeau is responsible, and he should apologize, not to Ukraine, not to Zelensky. Zelensky's used to hobnobbing with Nazis over in Ukraine. He loves the Azov Regiment. So don't give me that crap. Trudeau needs to apologize to Canadians, especially Canadian veterans. They're the Canadian heroes. They're the ones who fought the Germans. There's any left anymore from the Second World War. They must be absolutely 
mortified. Every veteran should be mortified because they fought for Canada. They didn't fight against the Russians for Ukrainian independence in the Second World War. And they fought to defeat Hitler. And that's what we have to remember. And this inanity, insanity, ineptitude, an absolute banality of this Trudeau government must end. But I'm not going to give a pass to Pierre Polyev and the conservatives who are rah, rah, rahing of the war and have, haven't got the political moxie or the guts to say the war has to stop. And no, Ukraine does not represent democracy. And, the, and we are not going to support Ukraine until as long as it takes. No, we're not. Forget it. We're saying no. Canadians are going to say no to this. Keep following what's happening here. I'm on. I'm reporting on this every day. I'm watching. I'm watching question period. I'm talking to people. I'm finding out what's actually happening. And I'll tell you, the mainstream media would never, never have reported this story if the independent media and the social media hadn't insisted that people take note because they didn't care. The, the, the legacy media, the mainstream media did not care and they didn't have a problem with any of this until it was pointed out to them that some guy in the stands who was fighting against Russia in the Second World War, probably wasn't an ally of Canada. Maybe he was a Nazi. CBC couldn't get that one figured out. You watch the CBC coverage? Yeah, there was a hero in the stands who fought against the Russians in the Second World War. They didn't even put two and two together because they can't add very well at CBC. Because the money keeps coming in. All they can add is their budget. But this is a sad day for Canada, regardless of an embarrassment. Trudeau has got to wear this. And we're going to keep talking about this, whether or not Trudeau thinks it's Russian disinformation to do so or not. Because I am sick of Trudeau getting away with this crap. From blackface to Waffen-SS, he's a failure. Thanks for watching today. Remember to ring that bell so you can get notifications of our next broadcast. Become a member. Subscribe, financially support me because I do need your support. If you've already done so, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm doing this because I need to do it. And I think you're enjoying this as much as I am. Thanks for watching today. God bless you and God save Canada.